Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I trade an American nightmare for a Kardashian dream and snap back to reality with the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mission one, I'ma put this on. Good evening. Hey. Come on now. It's been like a week. No, it hasn't. <laughs> you gotta snap out of it. It's been four days, uh-huh. eight hours, 27 minutes. <laughs> How do you measure, measure a year? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. What a difference a week makes. Sure does. Wow. Sure does. Is, are, wait, are we dreaming? Is this a dream? No, this is real life. This is a nightmare. This is real life. And I don't take a whole lot of pleasure in this, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to say I told you so. Michael Moore is out there making the rounds and taking credit, even though Dilbert predicted it a full year before Michael Moore got on board and said, hey, guys, you know what? But I did, too. And I said, (laughs) when I sat, when I was watching all of those debates with our liberal friends in Silver Lake and Mm -hmm. uh, Los Feliz, Los Angeles... And our little you liberal arms and a hard side and eye. And a hard side and everyone was like, you mm. know what? No, Hillary was winning those debates because she was making smart points. And I was she like, really she really She had she facts did. and figures. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, but count the applause breaks. Those mm-hmm. people were cheering for him. I was like, Donald Trump is better at this game than she is. And now here we are. <sighs> I was one of those liberals. I, I really didn't think this was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think this was actually going to happen, but I guess, okay, I'm more upset with the whole bamboozlement of the media and the polls. Can I, can, can we get an explanation? We can talk about that. All the misinformation. It is symbolic. And all the predictions and now the predilections. Sure. And the chaos as a result of those symptomatic. (laughs) It's so it's so it's not funny, but it is funny. It's interesting because it's representative of this where we are in this country, and maybe the reason why we are so like anti intellectual, why Mm -hmm. we are so expert averse. All of our professionals failed us. The media said, "You guys, Hillary's up." All of the polls said Hillary's winning. Yeah, we were tracking favorably, and we were comfortable, and we. You know, got caught with the blind side. Right. They really pulled the rug out from all of us. Yeah. Nate Silver let us down. Yeah. Screw that 538 bullshit. Yeah. You know what? No more CNN. No no more New York Times. No more 538. For, I'm, I'm done. None Basically, all I'm doing is, number one, I'm listening to Michael Moore all the time now. Right. Uh, I'm going to be reading Vice News and a Yanla fix my life and that's it. I'm not getting that's all. I can't get down on the vice. I because I, I need my spirit to be repaired. So yeah, that's the we Yanla. should all be there. Instead of all these people out there marching and holding hands and saying this is not my president, maybe they should just do some spiritual recovery and come back to the we game. We need to all go on a spiritual retreat. Also, and I I feel like we need I need to personally, I don't know, maybe I don't want to speak for you, but personally, I'm just gonna apologize off top to our white listeners. Because it's, I'm just not here for your feelings right now. I'm not. You're, you're just blocking that out. I mean, is it wrong that I feel like white people did this? 
And now I don't want to have anything to do with it. I'm not here for your Facebook well, post. Because 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump. Oh, yeah. Donald they Trump. They were not behind Hillary. He, he, got, he was ahead in every demographic other than, I think, African-American voters. Except people of color. Not just African-Americans, except all people of color. Listen, white men, 63%. White women, 53%. Young whites, 48%. But still, that was, I think Hillary had like 40. Non-college educated Mm -hmm. white men, 72%. Non-college educated white women, 67%. College educated white men, 54%. The only white demographic he didn't win was educated white white women, college educated white women. He got 41%. And uh, Hillary, I think, got 50-something. But that was it. But 53% of white women overall voted for Overall, yeah. Well, it was because that big chunk of uneducated uh, white women, 67%. So, yeah. Damn it, Becky. Damn it, Becky. So, yeah, I don't... There have been a lot of posts and a lot of social media about white feelings and how I can't go home for Christmas because I can't believe my family voted. This is exactly why. Because you turned a blind Everyone has really been waxing seriously poetic. I haven't seen... I haven't seen five paragraph Facebook posts in a quite a long time. From and my everybody. feed is just a, a, a running stream of consciousness. Everyone is now conscious. Right. Everyone's putting out uh, their cranes in the sky. Their feels. Their mm-hmm. art project albums are their posts. But you're not here for that. I'm you're, really, you're not I'm not. I don't care. I mean, because I'm not, I'm not going downtown to march with you. I'm, stop fucking up my traffic. Because you know where you're, you not gonna, you're not going to get a sign. No, you're I'm not, not getting a sign. Well, what, you could have marched to the polls. Do, you could have marched what to the polls, and you could have voted. The time to get outraged was on Tuesday, and so today I don't want to hear it. Do you know what a, a well-meaning white woman said to me in my office? This was actually my assistant. Oh, oh, you're really just putting all the white there. woman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And she's, what did she say? She's a sweetheart. Honestly, she is. And I don't think she meant any malice. Preface it with, she's a sweetheart. She is a sweetheart. She's lovely. Really. But she's she lovely. said to me with a straight face that America has never had a dark period until now. <sighs> I didn't even know how to respond. <sighs> no, she said a dark age. until With now. an open-handed... No. Okay. <sighs> Slap upside the head, maybe. Are you, are you serious? I couldn't. I mean, I, I, I didn't respond because I, I thought, surely she's going to clean this up. I'm going to give her a second to mm-hmm. realize what she she's said. She's going to back it up and realize what happened. And correct it. And she didn't. She just stared at me, waiting for me to empathize. And I just, mm-hmm. I couldn't. I put my headphones back on and went back to my business. I was like, you need to get But I guess work. like that's just another sort of example of how numb and blocked off a lot of Americans living in big urban centers, liberals, educated people kind of feel about this. And they are not really aware of anything outside the realm of their world, right? Sure. Yeah, of course. But if I'm being honest, I feel like this is the karma of white privilege. I feel like it's like the revenge of all lives matter. And now that white people feel like they haven't been heard, or maybe they feel like they're an endangered species in their own country, they want to do something. And I don't feel like joining your movement right now. A big part of me just wants to say, welcome to the club. Have a seat. And let's try not to fuck it up the next time we get to vote for something. Right. But don't you think, though, that this win was sort of a combination of people, those trying to protect their white privilege and some trying to get that privilege back? Because you have a lot of voters in, like, the Rust Belt who are 
you know, um, working class whites that don't have jobs that are poor and haven't seen much sort of um, results from, you know, the turnaround of the economy. But then you also have upper class whites too in suburban areas like in in Pennsylvania and they're well-to-do and they also voted for Trump. So I think it's kind of like both sides of that sort of spectrum of 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 white American, right? Uh, of course, of course. And actually someone framed it uh, in an interesting way. I thought like if you take uh, sort of a, a, the American legacy of racism out of it, if you take this like black-white divide out of it and just sort of Think about it as a group of people who are fearful that they are losing a part of their culture in their own country. It almost becomes something that I can understand. But even so, I just I think it's negligence that, you know, white people weren't taught. It was incumbent upon white people to talk to other white people because they're not going to listen to us. We saw how they responded right. to Black Lives Matter. We we see how they right. respond to transgendered like bathroom matters. Mm-hmm. Like they got mad. They're not listening to us. You have to do that homework. You know, it's like they should have they should have picked up the phone and talked to cousin Joe Bob. Right. And I don't want to hear anything about how like people of color didn't turn up for Hillary like they did for Obama. Well, of course they didn't. People mm-hmm. but people of color did their part. They showed up and except they for did. Raven Simone and Colin Kaepernick, they weren't fucking with third parties. They weren't talking nonsense. They showed mm-hmm. up and they like Hillary's not a perfect candidate. Not a, we weren't all thrilled about voting for her. But mm-hmm. You know right. what? Now we're facing the alternative because and now we have to deal with this reality. Y'all wanted to talk about Jill Stein and Gary Johnson and your protest votes. Votes. The only thing I posted was that I was going to get Susan Sarandon for this. Yeah. Now let's talk about Susie. Now has she made any uh, sort of statements after after Donald's win and uh, taken any responsibility for any of this? She better not. Y- yeah, you've got daggers for her. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want to see her smug face. Anyway, because she really, she really got in that in that old Chevy and really launched off the side of the cliff with, with her <laughs> endorsement. She sure did. Jill Stein, full media blitz. She made the round to all the talk shows, <laughs> basically saying, "You can't tell me what to do." I'm Susan Saranda, right? And she, I've got opinions. Yeah, and her opinions fell on the ears of impressionable, low information voters like Raven Simone. Who thought, you know what, maybe it is about exercising our choice for a third alternative. Mm-hmm. When Rachel Maddow really summed it up perfectly for everybody that if you vote for a candidate that cannot win, it means you don't care about who becomes president, which is a privileged position. And you've essentially, you've thrown away your you Throw it away. You know what, election day isn't the day to get out the, like, to galvanize people to get excited about a third party. You start laying that groundwork well in advance. And if by the time, like, if your candidate can't even, doesn't even qualify for the primaries, doesn't qualify to show up in a debate, you know what, re-strategize. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're yeah, right. I was furious. So now that this has happened, I, I, I still just can't, I really, it's really hard number one to say president-elect it just doesn't feel real i actually saw little bits and pieces of the 60 minutes interview today and just listening to him this is this is going to be the leader of the free world i can't it doesn't feel real it still hasn't sunk it doesn't feel normal to me i don't know if it will ever feel normal to me and i'm just going to have to go through these four years in sort of like a sort of you know in in a place of denial i don't know i don't know how how to reconcile this 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we just have to brace for impact. Um, Every day, like just clenched teeth. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? What's he going to tweet? Right. And you know what? My concern, strangely enough, and it's something I said, you know, way back before primaries and caucuses started, is that I actually wasn't that concerned about Trump as president. Because he's not no. historically a Republican. He's a crazy person, for sure. sure. But historically, he, uh, politically, he's he's not a traditional Republican. I feel like his actual views are a lot more moderate. In the past couple of days, he's said things like he's actually fine with like gay marriage legislation. Mm-hmm. He's not going right. to overturn a bunch of stuff. I think we might find out that that wall he was talking about building for Mexico may be figurative. It might be like a firewall or <laughs> like internet securities. Like, who knows? But the problem is that even if Donald Trump as president turns out to be a much more moderate uh, person than the Trump who ran, who campaigned for president, all of those racists, all of those bigots, yeah, he's all of those shitstorm zealots. of racism, xenophobia, anti-Semitism, like yeah, and it, people feel like free to spew all this crap and yeah. hate. They were validated by this vote. Now they're emboldened, whipped into a frenzy, and they're not about to turn down. What happened? There isn't there like a KK. Okay, parade celebrating his win this weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, how can that even be legal? How can we even allow that to happen? That's where we need to go in March. That's where we need to go and handle situations is that that rally. Well, that if you forgive me, Let's I'm not going to march into a I'm not marching into a KKK <laughs> rally and say you guys <laughs> turn out See that light. Later. Yeah, no thanks. Oh, man, but yeah, it, it's just insane that it, like and I guess he's finally, during the 60 Minutes interview, he's told them to stop it. Okay, well, then I'm sure we'll be fine now. Yeah, everything's great. Everything's but I need a little bit more conviction. I need, like, a, a, a stronger finger wag. I need some sort of more declarative uh, stance than just yeah. stop it. Stop, yeah. Oh, stop it, guys. Stop yeah. it. You guys, that's not cool. He needs to do yeah, some of that like, repetitive chill. messaging he he yeah that was the signature during the campaign yeah i need like a hands across america campaign i need something else i need a little bit more than just stop it i need you to completely and outwardly denounce it right he's because just saying stop it doesn't mean that you're 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 against it you know what i mean he's like just leave the you know just do it behind closed doors guys or like you know don't do it in public the other thing i'm really concerned about is like attorney general chris christie Secretary of State Rudy Giuliani. Can, no, I, wait a minute. How can Chris Christie be the Attorney General? Attorney General, when he's about to go to court for bridge case. I, I, I mean, come on. How could Donald Trump be president? It's a well, whole right, new he's world. He's going to court for for uh, Trump. You next month, right? Yeah. Now, how's that going to work if they actually find that Trump you defrauded tens of thousands of people? How does that work? How does well, the judge work? this week in the, on such the uncharted territory. This is just you know, it's crazy. Mind. Yeah boggling yeah the judge this week actually just said it would be wise for trump's side to to settle go ahead and settle now so that we don't have to drag this embarrassing thing out i want it dragged out i want to see the receipts do you i feel like at this point we kind of almost need to protect trump so that he stays president because we don't want i mean because the alternative would be pence right right which would be a true disaster I want a refund for them steaks, though. Those were nasty. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of gristle in them. Mm-hmm. Is anyone suing in for Trump steaks? Turned out it would, they were all gristle. <laughs> yeah. Make me a plaintiff on that one. Mm-hmm. 
class action. Now, my question is, what happens to Amarosa now? Does she become the, you know, uh, chair for African-American outreach in this White House? Or because she's, you know, you just can't I can't believe it. I, you know, we looked at these. I mean, I looked at these people like Amarosa and Kellyanne Conway and. I shook my head because I was like, these people are, there's no way. They're all crazy. They're all crazy. But now they've been. They're in charge. They're in charge. Yeah. Of our days and our lives. <laughs> I don't know if Amorosa is going to be up there because she, what was she? Diversity czar or something. And that cost her her I friendships. She, yeah. She was like high priestess of African-American outreach. Right. <laughs> she she was the ambassador of box braids or something like that mm-hmm, right exactly so yeah. you know what happens to her does she get a job she wants a job of course oh yeah full-time troll <sighs> maybe she'll be in charge of, well no donald trump is going to be one going to want to be in charge of his own twitter feed yeah it's not going to outsource that i don't know where she goes she's going to be the new condi though look for her Oh, no. Come on now. Did she play piano? (laughs) Or the viola? And didn't she start in the White House? She did. She started under the Clinton administration. But, I mean, you know, like, I don't know what she really was doing there. I think she only lasted for about nine months, and they probably fired her. But that was always really kind of a murky backstory that she had during her time on The Apprentice. Right. But yes, she did start off in the White House. That was her claim to fame. Well, hopefully she doesn't pass the background check. (laughs) No clearances there. Yeah, or maybe background checks are suspended now in Trump's White House. He's not even going to be living there. He's like, I don't care who works there. I'm going to stay in New York. The world we're living in. I I just can't believe it. Okay, well, let's move on. Yeah. Well, no, there's no moving on from this, really. We just got to power through. We got to soldier on. But I'm really serious. I, I feel like I'm just... I cleared my Twitter my Twitter followers out, and I, you know, started following Michael Moore. I think I'd already started. I, no, I started following Michael Moore. All the Democrats I could possibly follow, and I mean, I'm I'm serious. I'm maybe I'm just gonna be like that, like super liberal leftist. Maybe I'll go to that that realm and be like the conspiracy theorist for the left, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll just, I mean, the 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 regular media failed us this time around. Yeah. They maybe, did. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll go so far as to be like Mel Gibson in conspiracy theory. I'll just wear like one of those uh, aluminum foil tin hats. Sure. And just like spew like random weird conspiracy. Like I saw I saw Tupac on the at the Whole Foods on La Brea in the oil <laughs> section. I know it's real. <laughs> you I'll, know, I'll be yeah. your Julia Roberts. <laughs> right. To your Mel Gibson. <laughs> and we'll start our own website <laughs> and predict things. Right. Because obviously oh, anybody can do it. Oh. I did start to watch Trump Land the other day. It's you know that that movie that Michael Moore did right before before the election, where he goes to a small town in Ohio and tries to basically convince these people to to vote for Hillary. Haven't finished it yet. Yeah, what's the point now? So you, live, you live there too. Trump right, Land like population. Right. All of we've us. all moved into Trump Land. Exactly. Now, do you have any plans on on moving uh, to Canada? No. Because that's where Raven's going. I really <laughs> needed Raven to show up on The View on Friday, and she wasn't there. I was like, I well, really... Well, she wasn't there. All, it was well, all the, the old it was OG. It was OG View. Yeah. And I actually kind of like that. Yeah, you know nice. what? That was the best combination of host. Star, Meredith, Joy, Debbie. Little Debbie. And Baba. Little Debbie. Yeah. 
it was actually nice and it was refreshing to see them back because this constant like revolving wheel of people now you you turn that show on now i don't know who's who's a guest or who's actually a ho, ho, like you, you know you don't know it's too much confusion it's a lot it's of too much going on there yeah a lot of turnover no attention there yeah um did you see trying to segue into something positive did you see snl did see snl you know uh i didn't know that donald trump was gonna win the election i did suspect it seemed like hillary was doing well in the polls and yet i know the whites (laughs) (laughs) you guys aren't as full of surprises as you used to be felt like my 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 comedy need was my thirst my comedy thirst was quenched it was with so SNL. good it was so it good it was so great yeah it was like one of the best episodes of SNL i think i've ever seen in a long long long, long uh, yeah time. i think maybe yeah this is one of the best episodes right because for sure. basically like for the most part it was like a last episode of Chappelle show which exactly. I needed. And and one more like <laughs> like Facebook social media yellow card that I'm throwing out there. It's because everybody seemed to latch on to Kate McKinnon, who we all love, and her yeah. Leonard Cohen Hallelujah performance as Hillary Clinton. And you know what? <sighs> I was I don't I wasn't it, I wasn't moved the way everyone on Facebook was, were you? Moved to tears they were not me i know yeah right it's the tears there were tears with me i just before we started before we started recording i saw someone say that it was the single most um pop cult single most impactful pop culture moment in american history oh that people okay wait a minute now everyone just take a deep breath here yeah (laughs) hold on and once again, I feel like we're back on that bullshit, which just makes me feel mm-hmm. like we are fully capable of electing another Donald Trump. Because right after exactly. that performance, Dave Chappelle gave an impeccable 11-minute monologue that touched Amazing. on everything. From Black Lives Matter to ISIS to gentrification to Harambe. And they're like, but look what Kate did. And wasn't that beautiful? Oh, Kate. It was beautiful. And Hallelujah. I'm mad at facebook for making it a trending topic and saying hillary clinton performs hallelujah on snl because if it was really hillary clinton then yeah i'd have posted something too right or if hillary would have joined in and was a backup singer to kate's yeah lead then that might be yeah that might be something to talk about sure and also it didn't need to be all of those verses that's well, a long yeah. song it was a very somber moment and yes i mean we are all very disappointed in this outcome but it felt like a it felt a little bit too much and too extra dramatic it was yeah it felt that way because that's what it was and also i felt like kate mckinnon didn't really know what tone to strike because the whole thing or was to, or, very or, or, or earnest or to hit or, or, or to hit well she's not she's no solange or, 
I'm surprised she <laughs> yeah. could play the piano, but that's a lot to ask. I don't think she was playing the piano because they never actually zoomed in on, on the fingers tickling the ivories. I think that maybe, you know, Rachu and the crew were actually playing, was actually playing the piano. So maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe so. Yeah, I don't think that was a real, that wasn't real. But it was like a little too earnest. She was stubborn. And she winked a couple times at the camera and she kind of had this expression on her face like, what am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this? Because she wanted yeah. to insert a joke, but. You know, it was played straight. It was a little too too serious. Yeah. Yeah. But Facebook loved it. You know, well, Facebook is actually, you know, I, did, I was reading an article in the Times about how they are examining how, if any, they had any influence on the the turn of the election oh, due to how information and misinformation is, you know, distributed on people's news feeds. Well, sure. So because the, I mean, the listen, news feed you get is like an echo got a chamber. Brain. Yeah, but it sort of filters to your interest. So you're only right. hearing the things that are it's like a conversation. That you want to hear and exactly. you want to read anyway. Yeah. Huh. But Facebook filters out dissent. Yeah, that's one of the problems with that. And everyone always has that cousin that goes to like the weirdest news sources, right? And I always check before I click. You always have to check before you click. Don't waste the click. Right. Going to like, you know, what's that one called? Latest.com or something. It's always like, look at Michael Jackson's son blanket now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you click and you get a virus. You click, you get a virus. And yeah, it's a whole mess. So yeah, but anyway, back to Dave Chappelle. The monologue was just spot on, amazing, incredible. The all the sketches were a one. Uh, I love the Walking Dead send up that he did with so and good. brought back all of our favorite characters from the Chappelle show. Yeah, I mean, we could spend the rest of this episode just talking about the wigs and that. that skit. Just the wigs and that skit were wigs. so funny. I, but, you know, it just makes me want to go back and watch every Chappelle show again. And I think that that's probably how I'm going to get through the next four years. Okay, yeah, I have to insert watch Dave Chappelle show into my sort of like my list there of uh, entertainment and media sources. So Michael Moore. Dave Chappelle. Vi- you're, not, you're not sure about Vice, though. No, I'm not getting down on Vice. Because, um, you know, everyone loves those freaking documentaries. And I've tried to like, I've tried to get into gaycation. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. a lot, it's stupid ellen page wearing ridiculous shorts a dumb hat like flying around asking very interesting people dull mm. unthoughtful is there like questions a vice for black folks there is there a vice be. channel for black folks there I ought would, to be yeah i would sign up for that well, can we start that channel channel uh, please please thank you yeah because they have broadly they've, they've got they're going on vacation we can do that or at least give us our own show blacktown usa mm-hmm. anyway yeah i'm gonna add I'm going to add uh, Dave Chappelle DVD box set on repeat as well Do and it. put that into my Do it. my rotation. Because this was, I think this was the blackest SNL has ever been also. There was a proliferation yes. of N-words. There were, there were a prolifer- proliferation of N-words, a lot of Newports being smoked by Mr. Chappelle oh, yeah. on set. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure they have him. to have an extra fire marshal there just for him and his smoking. I'm sure. And like those were not props. I'm sure that was like, he's like, I'm going to do this. I've seen him twice live in the past year or so, and he chain smokes like a crazy person. I'm surprised he got through the monologue without firing up a Newport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. But worth it. You should come back and do every episode. I wish. Well, that, that's what makes me think. I'm like, well, what's next for Dave? And do we know why he actually agreed to come back and do this episode? I guess this is, uh, you know, if anything, you come back 
and do the episode right after the election. But is there any other reason? What's next for Dave Chappelle? I got it say that the Tribe Called Quest reunion was definitely part of it. I just don't know which part mm-hmm. came first. I don't know if SNL was mm-hmm. like, hey, Tribe Called Quest, we could come out. And then, like, I feel like Dave would have jumped up the opportunity. Because then that definitely makes it like his old show. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if Dave came first and then he was like, yeah, Tribe Called Quest or or the other way around. Yeah. Have you heard any of the, the Tribe album yet? No, just the two songs that they performed. And, you know... I mean, the classics are still the classics, but it's nice oh to yeah, have them for back. sure. Yeah. Now let's talk about Q-tip for a minute, shall we? The leather pants. The leather situation. The leather situation was a lot to handle because he really looked like, like you know, your old auntie who you know got locked up and and got released. Like you know, got locked up in the nineties and right. then got released from prison like in two thousand sixteen and but, decided to show out. And still had her club attire from 1997 from when she got exactly. the popo. Which she got yeah. sent up. Which she got sent up. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was a, like a Cookie Lions outfit, like from a flashback. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> oh, man. They've been out of the game for a minute. And the thing is, it wasn't like a Lenny Kravitz leather pants situation. It was not proper. There were there was no like... Uh, there wasn't the the proper fill to the pant. If you right. Know I mean, saying. they weren't like a tailored slim fit. They were not up there. They were kind of baggy. Bag and sag and berry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was a lot going on there. Yeah. Love Q-Tip, though. Love, Love him. him. Great. And welcome back. But man, he, <laughs> did, he did <laughs> look back. like our auntie. But he did look like our auntie who just got out of prison. But yeah, yeah but everyone was, they were all about the biker chic. Everyone had a, a motorcycle jacket on. Even when Buster yeah. Rhymes came on, he he donned his his motorcycle jacket. Also, did you think Black for Hell's a second Angels. that that was Tracy Morgan? Like for a split <laughs> second, did you think it was Tracy Morgan? <laughs> I did. But you know, Tracy Morgan doesn't have to work another day in his life because he's got that Walmart money now. So he, then I was like, no, no, he's got all the money. Yeah. So much so that he voted for Trump. He's like, I got to protect this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, were there any other highlights for you? Well, the breast the the breastfeeding sketch was just stupid and silly. But it I, was I, stupid I, and silly. And I, I don't care. I love watching them break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, Pete Davidson just could not hold it together. No, during that whole time, trying to hide behind yeah. that cookie. Yeah, he was really, really trying to dodge, you know, any sort of laughs, holding that chocolate chip cookie up to his mouth. Yeah. I also yeah, loved was, the um, Leslie and Kyle love story, that short that they did. That like I know, but you know what? After watching it, I was like, I kind of want this to be real. It might be. Hey, you never know. You never know. Anything's, anything can become a reality now. If we've learned anything this week, anything can become a reality. Yeah. Except for a woman becoming president, obviously. Except no. for that. Don't, don't be Rushing crazy. Rushing dreams. Don't be crazy. <sighs> Aside from that. Do you think Michelle will run? Ugh, you know, that's a good question. That's a good, we don't deserve good her question. glory. We don't we deserve don't. her grace. I really no. feel like Michelle wants to have her life back. And once they get out of the White House, they're going to be like deuces and speed mm-hmm. off like Thelma and Louise style. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to a, pro- a post-presidential Obama because I feel like he's really going to turn up. He gave that interview saying, you know, while you are the president, you have to behave a certain way. But gloves are off when, after right. the fact. So he can start really right. speaking his mind. Michelle would be fully electable. She would be wonderful. I think she would win in a landslide. 
I don't yeah. know that we deserve her, and I don't know if she'd want to put herself through that headache. This is what we need to work towards: becoming worthy of Michelle. Exactly. Becoming worthy of a Michelle Obama presidency. Let's work towards that in 2020. We let's, got the president. Let's put that we in deserve. our minds. Yeah. Yeah, because we really, yeah, we really got what we deserved this time around. Because we just weren't ready. We right. we didn't have a game faces on. We, we didn't, didn't, you know, we, we we didn't have a strategy. We didn't get ourselves a strategy, yeah. y'all. We were so disrespectful for to President Obama for eight years, <laughs> and now look at this. Mm. Karma's a bitch. <sighs> now I can't get that uh, Joni Mitchell song out of my head. Well, the the Joni Mitchell sampled Janet Jackson Q-tip song. Joni Mitchell never lies. Joni Mitchell never lies. Also with Q-tip. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It just comes all together. That's right. It's all connected. You are. <sighs> you really are Mel Gibson conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. Exactly. I, I've got my, I've got my aluminum hat on. I'm getting the, the signals. Yeah. I'm getting those signals. The radio waves are telling me things. Yeah. Well, we have a new Kardashian that is introduced into the world this week. Yeah. So Black China and Rob welcome their baby daughter into the world and gave her the name Dream. Okay, go on. Dream Renee Kardashian. Renee? Yes. I did not know that. I love Dream that. Dream Renee. I love Dream that. Renee. Yeah. Where, where does Renee come from? <sighs> I don't know. It's probably like Tokyo Tony's government name or something. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Oh, I love that so much. But Dream, I mean, you know what? Damn it, damn it, Gwyneth. You and this that Apple started this whole thing. From Apple begot Blue, okay? Mm-hmm. From Blue begot North. Mm-hmm. And now from North begot Dream. Okay, come on, people. What up? What's next? I don't T-Bone? Know. I don't know, but I hear Dream and all I think of Diddy's girl band. Yeah, that girl band from the early two thousands. Well, you know, the only the only Dream song was which was worth a damn was the remix <laughs> to "This Is Me." This is me. Let's listen to it. We, yeah, need, we need a little spice up. Sure. Let's spice it up a little music. Ow. <laughs> More cowbell. The cowbell yes, on that song was out of control. More, more doom buggy. Remember in the video, they were in doom sure buggies, do. weren't they? Sure. Through the desert? Do. Yeah. <laughs> no, do I know that. That, that I was a that? different song. This is me. That was the one that looked like like a Mace video with all the, like oh. Hype Williams and all the lights. The oh, dune bucky right. one was He Loves You Not. They had two <laughs> songs. <laughs> Why was I able to split that atom? <laughs> Because that's the that was like the you know the TRLification of our lives back then. Oh, you actually man. watched music videos, and I remember that. Oh yes, not not well, obviously, because I thought that one was the Doom Buggy one, but you know, right? <sighs> man, oh, that was great. Good times. Good, Good times. Time. So anyway, so dreams up in the mix. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Good. Good luck. I'm sure we'll be seeing the actual birth in a couple months when it comes to E. As soon as uh, Chris hammers out the details. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll get to see it right. live in an HD. Oh, and smell-o-vision. <laughs> Lord. Um, did you see Doctor Strange? I haven't seen Doctor Strange. Did you see Doctor Strange? Yes, I did. Speaking of smell-o-vision, actually, I saw it oh. in 4D. 
<laughs> yesterday I went to one of those 4DX experiences where you it's could like smell Tilda's Tilda's bald cap. <laughs> basically. Basically. <laughs> it turns out magic okay. smells like burning rubber. <laughs> uh so uh what do you think? It was okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, it was okay. I feel like I need to talk to those zealots on Rotten Tomatoes to find out how it got to a 90% fresh rating. Um, what? It was 90%? 90% is actually the third best opening for um, a Marvel movie ever behind uh, well, we were, Iron we were Man and though. Guardians of the Galaxy. There are a lot of those movies. Uh, and it's Benedict Cumberbatch. What? That's one thing I, mean, I was like, the one big criticism I had with the movie was why didn't they just let him be British? Because that that American accent sits on him about his Oh, like, he had an American accent? Yeah. And it's so distracting. They really tried to make him like a Robert Downey Jr. type with a like hard R's um, and like a lot of jokes. And uh-huh. I just don't, he doesn't have the timing or the rhythm down. The accent doesn't come, isn't natural. He doesn't have the eyebrows. He, they... He doesn't have the eyebrows. <laughs> Last week, I think we talked about it briefly, and I said that this movie was like a documentary about the time Benedict Cumberbatch found a kaleidoscope. I want to amend mm-hmm. that and say that it's a makeover story about how Benedict Cumberbatch became Johnny Drama from Entourage. Because <laughs> that's what he looks like, down to the curious facial hair and those sparsely populated eyebrows. He has those whoopee, whoopee brows. Yeah. That's the vanishing act. <laughs> That's where the, the the strangeness comes in. That's right. The magic, the mysticism, yeah, um, the illusion. But speaking of I other magicians in What's the that? world, uh, there's a David Blaine special coming on like next Tuesday. Have you heard about anything about I this? I have heard about that, and real, and I know he just did something on the Tonight Show and like blew everybody's minds with Jimmy Fallon or something. Something happened. I refused to engage did he reveal like what was the trick he revealed his race because he has that kind of like <laughs> a weird strangely exotical thing but it's always like a mystery right. it's secret mm-hmm. like him and vin diesel could be secret twin brothers like he's diesel Eakin. yeah yeah ambiguously ethnic brothers mm-hmm. yeah yeah is that the mystery is that the magic is that the illusion yeah it's like a nude illusion Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> who can say yeah because there's something going on with him he's got he's like the french montana kind of like uh-huh yeah right like, what is the swirl mixture what is the swirl situation there it's like a two-part something and a... what's the recipe tell me someone give me the recetta yeah how much adobo is in there i won't i won't tell is there any sazon okay. tell me <laughs> 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 it's spicy somehow. There's like Something's, a little. There's some yeah, nutmeg I'm some in kind there. Of a spicy taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's some notes in there. Cayenne. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of. Is this a Creole <laughs> dish? It's a jambalaya. Something is off. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, he's he's gonna do some magic tricks on Tuesday. So okay. check him out. I probably will. But I feel like David Blaine is like a one-time shop for me. So I'm not in and for you know, these David Blaine is not like the young spring chicken that he used to be. He, I hope he's not like submerging himself in like, you know, an ice bath and like, you know, has, you know, electri- electrical cords, you know, connected to his genitalia or something or whatever, you know, because he does like those endurance crazy things. Right. It's not really that. magic. It's kind of like jackass, really. Right. It's kind of like jackass magic. It's like, you know, Johnny Knoxville magic. Yeah. But, you know, he's kind of getting up there. He's got to be in his late 30s, right? Yeah. I don't know that his body can take that stress. Yeah. 
I don't know that a dad bod can deal with that. It's not worth a primetime special. Mm-mm, not at all. Your health. As soon as Obamacare is done, you just got to rethink that. He better he better watch out. Yeah, he might want to, you know, yeah. do it on Monday rather than Tuesday because God knows what's going to happen next week. Yeah, who can say? Who can say? Your co-pays might go up. Definitely, at least that. <laughs> also, I mean, have we seen, have you seen Robin Thicke lately? Um, yes, I have, because you did send me an alert this weekend. I mean, and it seems as though this relationship, he's very smitten in this relationship. And he's gotten comfortable. Talk about a transition effort. Talk about someone who needs Michelle Obama's, like, Make America Move initiative. Yeah. Something happened. Take The only blurred line is that waistline. All the way. All day. I mean, he was popping out. He was, he's got a stretch pant now. He's curvy. Yes. Voluptuous. He's still wearing that tiny he's, crooner vest. He needs to take it he's off. He's still can't got breathe. the vest, but he's really let out the back. <laughs> the back has just been blown out, pretty much. That little piece of fabric that tries to keep everything cinched and together no. is is been decimated. It's it's no longer there. It's been replaced by like a stretchy ace bandage. Well, that's what I was gonna say. He's probably yeah, just blown out the back and then sewn in like uh you know a back support brace, give him a little extra room back there. It was not good. He there was like skin popping out. <laughs> there's a little triangle of like belly skin peeking over the way like while he was i don't know maybe singing lost without you i don't know what the song was i couldn't mm-hmm. focus on anything but those soon to be projectile buttons on the vest <laughs> <laughs> and the stress on his seams oh my gosh oh man oh. yeah well he's he's a he, he's in a new relationship he's found love again after paula and, uh, you know, he's been smacking. Yeah, he's been so. smacking. He's fetter lining. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what happens. You get in love. It becomes chaotic. Maybe he'll get cornrows next. <laughs> <laughs> Transition complete. Uh, all right. I mean, is there anything good that you're into? Uh, you know, honestly, there I have just been... If if I haven't been looking at the poetic Facebook feeds, I've been reading the Times about this election and listening to Michael Moore, of course, like I said. I don't know. I I feel like I just went into this crazy warp this week and, you know, nothing else. Obviously, nothing else really mattered. So um, there hasn't really been anything that I've, you know, kind of perked my ears up to. Um, but, you know, we were talking about spoilation. Yes. Spoilation has hit, hit Buckingham Palace recently. Did you oh, know that? Oh, yes. It's an international swirl. So, we, yeah, we're getting an international swirl here. Also, can the we tally- just trademark that real quick? Then international swirl would be a nice, like, coffee additive. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Prince Harry, he's up to something. Prince Harry has found something new. I co-sign this. I fully support this. I approve. Who's that girl's name? Is Meghan Markle? Meghan Markle. She's an actress on that USA series Suits. Suits, yes. Which which is my show. I love that show. Which is your show? That is my apparently they've been dating for a couple months now, and uh, Prince Harry recently came out and confirmed the relationship, and also criticized uh, the the British press 
for the racist um, racist commentary that they were making regarding uh, his new girlfriend. And, that's how um, you have to do it. That's how you do it, Harry. Yeah. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. You I'm really rooting for this. I'm I need too. I need a sister up in the palace. Can you imagine? I can't, but I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I mean, she would look perfect beside like Kate. Uh, it would. Oh, right? it, I would. Every single moment of this, I would love it. Yeah, most definitely. I hope that you know. I mean, this is a new relationship. We will see where it goes, but. I'm keeping my fingers crossed for it. Yeah, me too. I mean, he kind of was a little bit of a homewrecker in this, right? Wasn't she with a boyfriend? Oh, was was before was he, he stepped in? Yeah, I, I feel like she was dating like a cook or something, some sort of like average oh. Joe sous chef, maybe really somewhere. And she's no. like, you know what? My come up is here, and she's like, bye, yeah, or bye, right? I, well, you know, yeah, and I get a this is to great. go box for this. Harry, I, you know what? This is great. So all those like relief trips to Africa he's taken, we knew that he, you know, he had a, a true vested inf- interest. Yes, ma'am, Pam, he really <laughs> did. He got out and saw the world. And he got out and saw the world, mm-hmm. saw some people, yeah. and he said, you know he, what? He widened his flavor profile. I'm ready for something new. Yeah. And here we are. Caramello. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I fully like it on too. board. Fully on board. Happy okay. love story for the week. That's what we need. Yeah. Uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta is back. It did return last week. Did you watch? I did. I watched last week. I actually just watched uh, this one, the new one this week. Okay. Today. So I've seen episode one. So let's talk about it a little bit. What did you think? Uh, we have Sheree has uh, been, um, uh, she, her peach has been returned to her. She has joined the cast full time now. Yeah, and I like her she, her catchphrase this season. Do you and remember what's it? that? What was it? Don't call it a comeback. Call it a takeover. Yeah, she's here for everybody's wig because she's back. She's snatching. She's swinging. She's, she's snatching. Yeah, it's about to she, be a girl fight. She finished construction on uh, Chateau Charest. It actually looks really good. She's maintained her her ombre do, which looks really great. Although she was switching into like a she 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 went into like Mama Joyce's wig wig crib she did. a couple of scenes she though. really like did. when she was cause she, I think that she actually had to get the uh, the ice pick out and the hammer to finish construction so she put on the Mama Joyce wig right so you know to protect her slide on a, a a construction hat over she went so she, she put a hard like hat on the Arthur D W wig right yeah right. So she did kind of switch it up a little bit throughout the episode uh, when people were visiting the property. She and her interior designer were going through the house, but it does look really nice. Looks yeah. good. Yeah, it looks. You can enormous. get a you can get a you can get a nice piece of property down there in, in you Atlanta. Sure can. Do we need to? I mean, Atlanta can go a long way. I think maybe we do. Yeah. Maybe we do. I mean, when 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 a, a two bedroom condo in Silver Lake is going for. 1.5 million why not why not just go down to hotlanta and get us ourselves a sprawling estate yeah five Next bedrooms three baths a theater yeah let's get all of that i need a place to put my chandelier collection right there were so many chandeliers up in there yeah so yes sheree is back um now we know that uh last season there was a, a dueling sort of like uh house completion contest between sheree and kenya at more manor and well, Kenya um, 
was victorious in 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 hosting her party first, but we um, discovered that it wasn't a complete job. It wasn't completely finished. No, she. It was basically like I helped me finish this party. She invited yeah. everyone over to come and pick up a hammer, right, and yeah. get some. Yeah, take a take a bucket with some paint. Poor Cynthia got like she had dust all up in her booty, all up in her booty. All she had drywall in her hair. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it was not that was fair. not complete it was not fair and that and 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 that driveway was just uh treacherous you know, an open an open call for the cochran firm you've been listening to this dummy with david clark and jacob jeffries as always you can find us on itunes soundcloud facebook and twitter at this dummy tweets so follow like subscribe and we'll see you next time